Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Let's pray for God's word this morning. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the church. Thank you, Lord, for those who have come to keep the day that you have set apart, Father God. We pray, Father God, that your goodness would be in our lives. We celebrate the day of your resurrection. We celebrate the day that you rose from the dead, Father God, to live forevermore. So we pray, Father God, that you be glorified, that your word as a good seed would be planted in the good hearts, O oh God, that it not fall by the wayside, that it not fall on uh, topsoil, if you will, but that it would be rooted and grounded in our hearts so that we not sin against you, that your word would be a lamp unto our feet, that it would be a light unto our path, that it would break the bonds of injustice and lies and deception, that your word, which is true, would sanctify us and set us apart. Father God, you said that you deliver your word, you set it forth, and it will not return void, but it will accomplish that for which you send it out. Father, and we believe that your word is like a double-edged sword that is able to penetrate deep into our hearts as a surgical instrument, Lord, and operate in our hearts between the soul and the spirit. Be glorified, be exalted, and use your word to glorify your name upon the earth. Prepare us for your coming. Give us your heart in these days that we might live in a way that honors you and we glorify your name, Lord, and give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. This whole expression about the Christmas season has something attached to it, which is called generosity. If there's one thing that describes Christmas, it's the giving of gifts. So um, all the Grinches out there, they're, they're, they're repelling right now. I'm not in agreement with this holiday. It serves materialism, consumerism, humanism. It's, it's, it's all that what God is not. I want to say the, the hallmark of Christmas is the giving of gifts. Now, notice it says there, no debt incurred. You don't give what doesn't belong to you. You got to give from what you have. Very important. Very important that you're giving on the basis of what you have, and you're not getting in debt. All the women say, I'll repent later. <laughs> Absolutely. you got to repent. You're spending money you don't have to impress people you don't know. Right? And your husband, uh, he, he, he's going he's gonna to appreciate that I say this. You're not supposed to give what you don't have. You give from what you have. So... Years ago, my, my wife started uh, baking cookies and doing cupcakes and cakes. And so she began to give from that which she would produce in our, in our home. And, and that was a great expression. Uh, now, last year, she bought this grasshopper thing called the cricket. And, and she's doing all sorts of incredible designs. And so she'll do little gifts. And she's, she's a virtuous woman. She's a, a wise woman. Yeah, yeah, that God does that. She's not whipping out that credit card like a mad haven. Um, she, she's, she's being honorable and stewarding with wisdom. 
And so that's the hallmark of Christmas is the giving of give, but giving of what you have, not what you don't have. And so it starts out in John 3.16. This is why the expression of Christmas is the expression of giving. And it starts there. For God, his affection, his love was so much. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He's a giving God. Um, I challenge you in, in a very powerful way to try to outgive God. It's not going to happen. So uh, the devil has tricked a lot of people, and they're like, oh, I don't go to church because they ask for money. Listen, forget about asking for money. What's your disposition in all that God has given you to be able to acknowledge him in your life? So um, if you were born in a Christian family, you know the incredible uh, advantage it is to give. Because the Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. This is one of the verses in the Bible. Uh, we're going to look it up real quick. Because there's never a time in giving that there's not a return. Giving always opens the heart to be able to bring you to the place that's far way above where you're at. And so, in that regards, um, I, I, I've, in the Lord, because when you become like Jesus, you start having uh, the generous spirit upon you. This spirit of God, uh, Luke 6.38 when God gave his son, it would be the first expression. So here, here's what Jesus says. Give and it will be given to you. There's never a time where you're going to be generous that you're, you're outside of God's goodness. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. These are four expressions that come back to the person that has a generous spirit. So as a lawyer, I would go out with my friends. This was uh, 15, 20 years ago. And, and we would say, hey, let's meet for, for lunch. I said, okay, let's go to lunch. I would go to lunch, and when the bill would come, I would pay the bill. And it's three lawyers, me and four, four lawyers. And when the lunch bill would come, I would say, I'll take it, and I'll pay it. And they would always say these words. They would say, Joaquin, you don't know what you're doing. This is like a big bill. And I would tell them like this. If you knew what I knew, what I was doing, you would be doing it. If you knew what I knew of why I'm doing what I'm doing, you wouldn't let me pay that bill first. Because when you give, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, Running over. There's no lack there, my friends. There's no, ay, se quedó sin nada. He has nothing. No. The more generous you are in spirit, the more incredible it is. So I'm getting, I'm getting my oil changed three days ago. I went to the Jiffy Lube. They got specials now, $20 off. And I get there to the Jiffy Lube, and the guy who's there is an old man. He's about 70 years old. And, and, and October 4th, um, somebody came and they said, Pastor, you've been such a great pastor this year. We want to appreciate you. Here's, I don't know who did it. I'm sorry. Watch this. They gave me a gift card to Outbacks. 
So I still have it in my wallet. I haven't got the outbacks. I haven't had time. And so this man says, it's a miserable Christmas, man. I don't know. I said, how'd you like to go have a steak with your wife? And he's like, what? I go, yeah, look, Merry Christmas. Toma. Vete con la vieja, comete un bistec. The guy's like, what? I said, absolutely. Who are we? We're the people that represents this God who's generous. You, you have to be a son of the devil to be stingy. Because he always takes what you have. But not to a God who gave you his son. This is Christmas, people. This is what we celebrate. It's not Santa Claus. It's not Rudolph. It's not the shelf on the elf. If you bought a shelf on the elf, you're not a Christian. I'm going to say it right now. You want a demon possess your home. I saw this woman buying a shelf. I was like, what the heck are you doing? Bringing a demon into your house. They say they put these little elves on a shelf. And then the kids, when the, the kids aren't looking, the parents do something. They say, it was the elf. It was the elf. Look at the elf. And they have an elf living in their house. It's a stuffed animal. Elf on a shelf. That's from the pit of hell. Everything good in my house that happens is the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus Christ. It's the presence of God. It's an angel. It's not no elf on a shelf. Anyways, let's continue. <laughs> that man could not believe. Why is this guy inviting me to have a steak with my wife at Outback? Why? Because the Spirit of God is on me. It's not like I, I, I wouldn't have, that's the last Outback gift card I have. I could go have a steak, but then that's not the Spirit of God. So the guy freaked out, and he's like, man, what do I do? They don't even know how to respond when you're generous. He's like, he went back and he hid. He's like, I hope he leaves, you know. What do you tell a guy who's being generous? But we are those who are beneficiaries. And so let's go back to Luke here. I want you to, if, if you don't want this to be your measure, you have to have some severe brain damage. My, my brother's a psychiatrist. I'll get you an appointment with him after service. How could you not want what follows giving, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, press down. What, what, what is all this stuff? This, this is some Jewish description here. You know, like make it go all the way to the bottom, pack it on, press it down. Make sure, how many have ever gone to the theater and you asked for popcorn? And you're like, listen, press that sucker down, put some more on top. Because the more you press down, the more that fits. The more you shake together, the more that fits. And God is saying, I want you to have the whole fill. The whole fill of everything that fits with regards to my provision. Why are we so stingy? Because we don't know the Spirit of God who gave his best. I, I, you know, in, in, on earth... They would celebrate sacrificial with goats, with bulls, with sheep, with doves. They would sacrifice them. God could have been in heaven looking around for like some celestial elephant and say, send that down to be slaughtered. He, no, he sent his son. Heaven's best for you, my friend. Heaven's best for you. We don't understand that. We don't. We can't even conceive of that. Giving, I, I don't know what, what would it take for me to give Nick, my oldest boy, my firstborn, and say, look, I'm going to sacrifice him for a bunch of degenerates who are not going to recognize what I've done. And so this guy says, hey, pastor, I know that you gave Nick to die, but you know something? I, I want to cut your lawn. 
Mr. I gave you my son. I'm not going to accept cutting my lawn in replacement to that. I'm not, no sacrifice you can muster can equal the death of my son. I've given him to you as a gift. It's a gift of heaven. It's for you, for your family, to not to go to hell. It's his blood on the cross. It's a gift. Uh, there's a verse in the Bible it says that when he was born, they put him in swaddling clothes. And, and you're like, what does, listen, when I read that, I, I said, okay, pampers. There's swaddling clothes. They just put some pampers on that guy, and he was born. Let's read that in Luke chapter 2. I believe it's verse 10. No, it's not verse 10. It's verse 7. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. It says, and she brought forth, she was, gave birth to a firstborn son. And wrapped him in swaddling clothes, cloth. Laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. We all know the Christmas story. Why is that word swaddling cloth there? The ones who were invited there were the shepherds. The shepherds were in the field at night. And the angels appeared and says, go to Bethlehem for a child is going to be born. This will be... The news of great joy. Understand that. Christ has come to bring you levels of joy you'll never experience outside of him. So when they got there, they saw this baby in swaddling clothes. The Jewish history on this is that the swaddling clothes was a special wrapping they, they put over the Passover sheep that were being born. They were special sheep that were kept for sacrifice to be slaughtered down the road. And they sat there and they wrapped Jesus as the Lamb of God who would be slain. So all the time while he's being born, the reason he came was already being identified. And so he had, he gave his son, let's go back to John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his son, his only begotten son. There's your name right there. How many see your name? You see your name written there? Whoever? Your name is written right there. Whoever. Whoever believes. The, the, ask, the issue is, do we come into understanding and believe or do we not? Whoever believes in him should not die, perish, but will have everlasting life. The gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God is you'll never die. The gift of God is he gives you access to heaven. I'm not good enough to get to heaven. I know you're not good, but God is great. And he gave his son so that you could come in, in your place. That's the love of God. A, a, a Jewish friend of mine says, who in the world would do that? I said, somebody who loves. Only somebody who loves could have that capacity. He goes, why did he do that? Because he loves you. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. You don't have to understand it. Just receive it. There's a lot of things that you're not going to be able to understand, and I hope you receive it. And so there, God's love is a giving expression. God's love. It's not the first time that God gives, and it's not going to be the last time God gives. God generates his generous spirit at levels that blows us away. I had a wrong understanding of who God was. When I was 16 years old, you come with a lot of preconceived issues. 
And now I'm able to flourish in the spirit of God, in a spirit of generosity that far surpasses anything I would be capable of without it. Without it. It's super important that we be the people that have these expressions of of giving. I want to say it again. God wants you to give of what you have, not of what you don't have. So um, I, was, I received a Christmas gift from a friend. He says, Joaquin, here's, you've been a blessing in my life. Here's some money. And he put it in a card. And, and I go over to the Toyota dealer, and, and I'm there about four days ago. Um, and I see a real nice jacket. It says Toyota Racing. It's a wind, uh, uh, what's it called? A bre- windbreaker. Super nice. Toyota Racing. I said, man, how much is that? He says, $70. I said, listen, uh, I want to take it. He goes, it's going to fit you great, man. It's gonna, it looks good on you. I go, yeah, but it's not for me. Who, who's it for then? It's, it's for the guy in the service department. The guy who I've known him for five years. He's, he's a young kid but works so hard. And I'm going to go. Now, it's kind of weird when you're giving guys a gift, right? The old man's no problem, but if you're giving a guy at the service dealer at the Toyota a gift, he's like, you don't know me. Yeah, I know you. You're a champion, and God has great things for you. And here's the start of it, a nice windbreaker, Toyota racing windbreaker. He goes like, I gave it to him. He goes, man, I like you. You're positive. You're positive. <laughs> and he couldn't describe what I was doing, but he was like, I like that you're positive, man. And he put it on. I said, hey, what, what, how, you know, what size are you? Uh, I thought he was a large, he's an extra large, big guy. Who are we? Who are these people? They're people that have experienced Jesus Christ. When we were lost, when we were blind, when we didn't have anything, somebody's out there reaching out for us, giving us all things. All things. And in his provision, he's vast. How many want to hear one of my favorite Bible verses? I have favorite Bible verses. Acts 17.25. Our God gives breath and life and all things to all people. He doesn't need anything. This should be your favorite verse too. Because when you come to God, you think he wants something from you. Are you crazy? Crazy? What does God want from you, mister? He wants to give you everything. It started out with his son. Uh, this is my, why is it my favorite verse? Because God doesn't need anything. And if he needed something, he's not going to ask you. He's not going to ask you. He's the one that gives Say to everyone. I don't know if you see it right there. There you are again. He gives to all people breath of life. You couldn't breathe one more time if God didn't give you a breath. He's the giver of life. He gives you breath and he says, hey, it's over. And you won't breathe one more time after he asks for your breath back. So that's why the Bible says everything that breathes, praise the Lord. If you're breathing, go ahead. I think your neighbor passed out. If, if, you, if you feel the breath there, you, you, you nudge him and you say, praise God. Praise him. If he has breath, God gave it to him. 
So he should praise the Lord. And so he has given to all life. There's the gift word again. He gives to everyone life. What's that mean? Breath. And together with that all things and the breath, he says, and all things to all people. What do we have? You know what we have? What's been given. No man has what he has not received from God. And, and we don't understand that yet. We, we still don't understand that. But that continues to be my favorite verse. All things to all people. It equates to this, and we've got to call the children back in here. Romans 8.32, he says, if he did not spare his own son, if he's willing to give, listen, anybody who's willing to give you his own son is prepared to give you all that he has. Romans 8.32, let's put it up there very quick. Sunday school, go, go start um, bringing the, I don't know how you guys are going to do that. Maggie, try and help us. I guess bring the, the older kids first. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him, delivered him up for us, say all. all. It's there for every single person. There's not one person outside of his gifting reach. You know, it's like Amazon Prime. You come to your door and they give it to you. If you don't open the door and bring it in, that's your problem, my friend. But it's been delivered. It's been delivered. It's on the truck. It's on its way. It's sitting inside. It's in your terrace. It's in your front porch. And you still won't let him in. And that's what happened when he was born. There was no room for him at the end. Go to the manger. We don't have room for you. Go to a stable. They rejected him on the day of his birth. They didn't give him a special place. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him, together with him, if he's already done his son, how will he not also freely give you all things? How is it humanly possible that in your brain, if he's giving you his son, he's not going to give you all things? Um, the Greek word all means all. That's the Greek translation. Everything means everything. God is not holding back anything. Now the issue is we have closed our hearts. We have closed our hearts. The, the day he was born, they didn't let him in the end. There was no room at the guest room. You know, maybe around the back, you could use my efficiency. You use the little shed I have in the back, my tool shed, and there your son could be born. I have no room for him in my enterprise, in my, in my celebration during this time. Revelations 3.20 says that he's still outside in many people's lives. So he says, I stand at the door, and I knock. I knock. Somebody's at the door. Somebody get the door. No, we don't want that guy to come in. Because if he comes in, he's going to continue to give us all things. He's going to continue to lavish us and give us splendor. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and dine with him and he with me. Dine means sit at his banquet table. Good morning, guys. We're going to ask your Sunday school teacher too. Um, are they back there too? Because they're the ones that know these guys. Let's give a big hand to these guys. These guys, they don't cease to amaze me. And here's what they do. Every time there's a holiday or some celebration at church, 
they will give me their portraits, right? They do crayons and they draw and stuff like that. And it does not fail. Ready? What they do. They draw the church. They draw the stage. They draw the pulpit. And then they draw themselves right here. They put themselves right here. And I'm like, what is this? He goes, I'm taking your place. And I go, where am I in that picture? He goes, you're sitting in the front row. It does not fail. These guys, they do their huge portraits, and I, I see some good-looking person back by the pulpit, and I'm like, man, you did a good job. He goes, yep, that's me. <laughs> I'm taking your place. So I pray, God, they take my place, and they, they shout the praises of God to the ends of the earth, that they be men of wisdom, women of stature, and affluence and influence. There is absolutely nothing worse than singing a song you don't know what it means. So that you know what Noel means, it means, it's a Latin word, nativity or birth. The Noel is that Jesus was born. Jesus wasn't just born 2,000 years ago. He lives forevermore. He continues to give good gifts to all those that come to him. I just pray that you would be connected so that you be the resource of what this world needs. Joy, peace, and goodwill to all men. Let's pray. All the boys and girls ready to pray? Father, thank you for this day. We give you thanks to have been in the house of the Lord, to listen to the word of God from the man of God. Father, we pray, Lord, that your word not return void, that we always remember December 24th, 2017. You revealed yourself as a God who gives good gifts to all people in all places and even the breath of life. We pray that this would be the beginning of us coming to Jesus Christ as the King of heaven, the King of glory. We pray, Father God, that your kingdom would be established in our midst and that it would be done here on earth as it is in heaven, O oh God. Thank you for our daily bread that you give us all the time. Thank you for our jobs, our wives, our children, our families. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, O oh God, for a place, Father God, that overcomes the gates of hell. Thank you, O oh God, for the work you're doing upon the earth. We decide to believe you and not the devil. We decide to side with your victorious triumph at the end of time, O oh God. We give you thanks for this day and ask your blessing to be upon your people. Bless the families and friends represented in this church, Lord. And let Miami know Jesus Christ and the God who gave him to us 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem. We pray, Father God, for your peace and your goodwill, and your great joy to all people. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone says, Amen, Amen, and Amen. No way.